Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Ian's Untitled Scene Show. My name is Ian, and this is very cool. I am switching everything up tonight, and I have owner, founder, and probably a person with tons of other jobs that I am unaware of. It is Greg Long of We Are Triumphant. Greg, man, how are you doing today? Good. What's up? How are you? I am not sick yet. I mean, I think we'll definitely have to talk a little bit about COVID-19 for sure. What about yourself? Are you quarantined? How are you doing? Yeah, I think we're on day eight or nine of of, uh, <laughs> of, of cabin frenzy over here. Yeah. Well, what are you, I mean, we might as well talk about this first because it is something that has affected every, literally everyone's lives. So what are you doing right now to kind of stay sane? Uh, I don't want to sound, uh, you know, make it sound like, uh, like an asshole thing to say, but I've almost been, I'm, I'm a hermit by nature. You know what I mean? I spend uh, like 10 hours on the computer a day. Sure, sure. <laughs> so like, you know, while my friends and family are like going crazy, I'm, I'm more like, this is like business than usual. I would, I'd say like the only thing that that's like changed in my life in the last 10 days is like, I'm, I'm like scared to order Postmates, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but other than that, it's like, yeah, you know, this, this is it. <laughs> I gotcha. Okay. All right. Nothing completely different for you. What about the bands on the label then? Have you, have you talked to them about certain things they should be doing? Are you concerned that they're not doing the right thing? How does that kind of thing work? Yeah, I've been able to talk to a few of them. It almost feels like it it feels like time is not moving, but also moving very fast at the same time. Right. You know, so there's a few artists I've been able to keep up with. Like one in particular lives in Italy. So I've kind of been like double checking on them as much as possible just because, you know, you hear about how bad it is over there. Right. But yeah, for the most part, you know, I can feel like everyone's just trying to like do their best to like obviously avoid this thing. And then also you know, the world keeps spinning. So people are like trying to, you know, still work on their music and, and still go about their daily lives, you right. know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of like this weird place where like things are like, they're still moving, but everyone's just like, everything from top to bottom is moving a lot slower just because everyone's acclimating to this whole end of the world thing. <laughs> um, right. So yeah, that's like, that's how it is for the most part is I feel like, you know, it's going to even out a little bit, but I hope, I don't yeah. know. It's a, it, it, it's scary just because, you know, all they tell us is that it's going to get worse before it gets better. And right. really yeah. like, we're like only like just starting this whole scenario, you know, yeah. it's really insane to think about that. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's, it, you know, you got to keep your head up. Um, at the same time, it's also scary, like what's on the horizon, <laughs> right. uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, that's the best thing you can do. I mean, it's, I mean, the news is terrifying, you know, <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, they, like the statistics they throw out there are like, are, you know, stop you in your tracks almost, you right. know? Yeah. Um, I think like the governor of New York and the mayor and the same with California, both like said that they expected like 50% of the state to be infected in four weeks. And I was wow. just like, this is like a, a bad, this is like a bad dream, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. It's not um, the, it's not the fun zombie virus that we thought it was going to be. Right. This is like an invisible monster. Like this is like the walking dead, but the zombies are invisible and you don't know if you've gotten bitten or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> what a scary picture that is. And also, everyone has to stay in and not do anything fun ever. Right. That's very yeah. true. Well, now, 
is there anything you've encouraged your bands to do at all? Because obviously, this is something where no one's allowed. Well, I mean, people can go outside, but they're not allowed to go on tour. They're not allowed to do. Most people aren't even doing house shows or anything. Right. Are you kind of telling your bands right now, hey, this is the time to really work on your social media game, you know, do new music, remaster things, you know, whatever it happens to be. Is that kind of what you're telling people or are you just hands off completely? Well, I mean, to be honest, like I'm not kind of I'm not jumping down anyone's throats right now just because it's kind of like I don't want to come off like insensitive to like, you know, this crazy pandemics happening. And I'm like messaging like, when are you going to deliver that EP? You know what I mean? <laughs> like uh, I'm trying to give people a little bit of space here so they can kind of, you know, make make of what the world is currently, you know, right? because right. like everyone is just so confused. So like, I mean, there's people like, you, you know, there's artists hitting me up as if like nothing is going on as it, you know what I mean? As if like, it's just another day. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's fine too. Like, you know, we'll run with those artists and, and match their speed as far as like getting stuff done. But for the most part, we're just kind of letting people get back into the batting cage and start swinging the ball a little bit again. Cause you know, a lot of people just kind of got shook by this in the last like week or so. Right. And as far as like hitting up artists, uh, I mean, a lot of them we told, you know, weeks ago, two weeks ago, like, you know, this is going to get canceled. Ah, (laughs) You're probably just better off just announcing this gets canceled, you know? Right. And I've seen, you know, I've seen artists announce a tour and then the next day say it's canceled. So, oh yeah, um, Yeah. you know, it's happening all over the place. Like really the only advice I've been giving my artists is, you know, cancel the tours that you're planning on doing. Like, obviously your health is more important than all this, you know? Right. And if you, and, and obviously the, you know, the speech everyone's giving, it's like, use this time to self-create and work on yourself and, and all that, you know, um, which I, I definitely think people should do. Um, I just want to, like I said, you know, before I start hitting people up, like it's any other day out of the week, I just want to give some people some time to kind of, you know, adjust, (laughs) adjust to the situation. No, I think you're, you're in the right mindset there. And I think also, like you said, there's an adjustment period because we've never gone through anything like this before. So it's completely uncharted territory. So here's a hypothetical. If you had a band right now that you had been gearing up to have a big release for a new EP, a new album, whatever it happens to be, would you go ahead right now and keep that schedule the same way? Or would you actually want to change that around to see if things get back to quote unquote normal before going through with something like that right i mean i think like it's a double-edged sword i think everyone's like okay everyone's home so they got a lot more time to consume things but also at the same time everyone is consumed by this whole situation and then on the other side of that as well you know you can only read the world's ending on reddit and so many on so many threads (laughs) like you're gonna eventually have to have another thought you know what i mean so and also it's like you know, music heals, you know, music definitely calms people down, anxiety, tons of things. Like, I think it's important to continue to, to, to keep the ship afloat and keep releasing music and, and keep having the artists basically reach out to their fans. Cause it's always been about them being able to have a positive impact on just huge amounts of people, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and I feel like we need that now more than, more than ever. So like I said, while I'm not forcing anyone to do it, I'm definitely encouraging people to release stuff. I'm not like, ah. Okay. We're not holding off on releases, you know, um, we're definitely going to keep putting stuff out there. You know, a lot of the stuff that we do is like so dependent on 
it being a success digitally that you know the touring aspect just because the band can't tour right now uh doesn't really affect us at the end of the day you know oh, okay just because we're not like i i've never cared about physical sales like for the longest time you know like to me like cds are dead like people will buy them at shows and online but yeah other than that like as a label we're much more focused on just increasing that audience streaming wise and just having people you know consume that way just because right. <clears throat> it's almost backwards to try and squeeze every dollar and cent you can out of cds you know it's like how long are you going to be able to do that for right you know yeah so yeah so it's like we're not worried about you know because like normally bands could only sell any amount to chart on billboard or anything like that if they were touring because no one's buying them in stores you know so like while that's always been like the case with us like i'm not we're not just super worried about selling a bunch of physical cds just because like that's just that's just the wrong way to think you know in my opinion in my opinion anyway you know not to say that we don't still encourage people to buy our artist cds and 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 things of that nature but um it's just not something that like we're gonna stop every release because we can't release a cd right (laughs) you know yeah Um, that makes sense so yeah so so we're just keeping it going yeah no no, makes total sense and that kind of leads into something that i was going to get to eventually anyways where you're talking about, you know, really getting an artist's music out there and hitting the streams and getting people to really listen and listen on repeat and listen multiple times. One of the things that I've noticed that We Are Triumphant is very good at is setting up all those different styles of playlists on Spotify. And I was just wondering, when did you know you really wanted to do something like that? And how has it worked for, you know, not only your business itself, but the bands that you put on those specific playlists? Um, how long I've wanted to to curate the playlist for? Or how did you or, know you wanted like how did you know that was going to hit as well as it seems to? Right. I mean, I I started it soon after everyone started becoming obsessed with Spotify's official playlist, and I said to myself, you know, we might as well have something we can always turn to and and have it be controlled by us and and grow that at the end of the day instead of just telling everyone to go listen to Pop Punk's Not Dead on Spotify or right. or one of their official ones, you know. Um, and it's just awesome that we're able to, it's just another outlet for our bands. You know, yeah. it's like playlists took over radio and so many discovery options. It's like, that's just really why they exist there. It's so we can throw in artists that we, you know, we don't even have any involvement with and we can still kind of show them a little bit of love and also cram pack our, our artists into those playlists as well. Yeah. You know, so as much as I would say, it's like for the people, it's also very a selfish thing. So we can, <laughs> so we have somewhere to keep growing and, and put our artists and, um and just have them go i mean i i always like everyone the whole almost every playlist on there has been done by myself you know ah, okay um and it's just it's just uh it really just comes down for a love for music yeah um as corny as it is you know i, I like to curate a bunch of different playlists like we don't even at the label like we can't listen to one genre all day every day like we would lose our minds you know <laughs> right um the playlists give give us a little bit of freedom to kind of you know not work with other bands, but have them be part of our, our workflow in a sense, you know? And it's cool. It also helps us. Another thing, it's like another big part of the label is A&Ring is discovering artists. And one of the best ways to do that is just to maintain a bunch of playlists that are, that involve that are in separate worlds, you know? So like each week or each month you can continue to, uh, you know, discover new artists and kind of like do some research. So there's like a few birds and, being knocked down um at once doing that you know right 
Yeah. Now, have you actually found a band that you wanted on the playlist and you go ahead and you put it on there and then later on it leads to you signing them? Um, It's definitely, I'll tell you, it's definitely occurred where we'll come across a band and we'll be like, this is fucking awesome. And then we'll notice that they're in our playlist ah, and then okay. we'll be like, oh. <laughs> uh, you know we've already known about this yeah, yeah but yeah i mean there's there's always like i would say you know a lot of it a lot of signing bands for me is is a is an unsolicited thing because i'll tell you it's just human nature to like you can show me one band and i can think they're great but if i found them on my own i'd be like this is like the next messiah of, <laughs> you know what i mean like i sure. would just be that much more into them. it's like that feeling when like you're a fan of a giant band before everyone else. You got to get to, you get to hold that and like, as right. like a fucking badge almost, you sure. know? So it's like, um, a lot of times, you know, if I'll come across something, you know, I'll get super into it. And I spend, you know, a, a, a stupid amount of time just listening to hundreds of songs a week across multiple genres, you know? So if it's, yeah. I like to think like, if it has a heartbeat and it's dope, like I'm going to know about it before anyone else. And that's kind of like what, how we are Trump has even like been able to exist the last 10 years because I am there before, you know, any of the bigger labels than me, you know, like I, I'm knocking on that door and talking to them and, and knowing about their existence way before anyone cares to, right, you know, right. so it's, a, it allows me to get artists like neck deep and, and point North and yep. all over the place because, you know, when we sign them, they, you know, they can't rub 10 fans together in their hometown. So it's like, we're able to get in there do our developmental thing where we're able to kind of try and shoot an artist out of a cannon. Yeah. And you know, the other models for other labels, they're just, a lot of them are just very different. You know, it's just like they'll sign artists based on what their first week numbers are like, or, you know, how many streams they already have on Spotify or monthly listeners or what their engagement is on Instagram. And like, uh, I've like starting out, like I had zero money. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I, I had to find artists that weren't so high up the ladder already that, in order for me to sign them, I'm going to have to give them 20 grand just to walk into a studio. Right. You know, so like our whole thing has been able to find those artists that just like have these amazing releases, but for whatever reason, you know, they release it on their own and it doesn't get the traction that they thought they would. Um, You know, I've released artists, renamed them, you know, a record that came out four years ago that got, has gotten like 20,000 streams and, it ends up getting three or four million streams right. just because the music's so good. And it, it was, it was given enough oxygen to breathe, you know, like that's the worst thing about music is like, there's so many amazing bands out there. Like there is no shortage of amazing artists, you know, Absolutely. but like right. they do not, a lot of them that just don't know how to get enough spotlight to where they can get momentum and where they can get traction to keep going. Yeah. And like a lot of it just takes like someone to be like very OCD and obsessive <laughs> and monotonous and just crawl around in the mud for 12 months to make it happen, you right. know? And like, I, and you know, not every band has that, you know, the, it, the thing is, is like, you'll have one or two members in a band that act as like the dad of the band or the yes. mom of the band, whatever you want to call it. Sure. And the other members like, you know, are there to hang out with their friends once a week and play music and play a show a month and, you know, <laughs> right. You know, and get girls, you know, like that, that whole scenario doesn't pan well in the long term, <laughs> you know? Right. So yeah, you are like, it's like, there's always that age old discussion of like, if artists even need record labels today. Sure. And like my whole answer to that in my mind is like, 
yeah, like I could build a house if I like watched enough videos on YouTube how to do it, but it's going to take me like five years. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it's, and I'm going to, I'm going to put nails through my hand. I'm going to, there's just there's so much to it, you know, right. yeah. um, regardless if all the materials were there and, and the lessons were there. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're much better off having a bunch of people who are experienced doing it, taking care of it for you, sure. you know? Yeah. So like, I never, people are always like, I always feel like the notion is like, what are you going to do? And like record labels aren't needed anymore. And I'm just <laughs> in my head, I'm just like, I don't think that's ever going to happen because have you worked with bands before, you know, like, <laughs> like have you or, or anything? It's not to say like bands are incapable. I mean, there's plenty of amazing bands out there who have like these independent capabilities of being able to just manage their own band and, and market it really well. But even those people end up getting up to the big leagues and then having other people who are more experienced than them get involved, you know? Sure, so it's like, sure. it's like this huge ladder of, of stuff. Um, right. But yeah, now, now I feel like I'm going on a tangent. Oh, no, no. That's like I said, that is always welcome here. No doubt about it. But I do like what you said. and I think you put it very well there. So let me follow up on that a little bit. So with We Are Triumphant, do you see yourself more as a quote-unquote developmental label? Do you see yourself as, hey, just like you were mentioning, I'm going to look for this band that maybe no one's heard of, or I'm going to look for this band that put out something that didn't do as well as it should have, in my opinion, and I'm going to work with that band, get them to where they need to be, and are you okay then if they decide, okay, after that, we're moving on to a different level of of label? You see what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I mean... It, it all depends on the situation. Like we're all, that's happened multiple times on the label. You know, artists have gone on to hopeless or, or another label like in Vogue or sure. anything of that nature. Um, and the way that we look at it and I tell all my artists, it's like, look, like you're not going to be my first or last artist. You know, like if a group of people want to come in and throw money and energy at my baby, at my, at my adopted child, like, that's fine. You yeah. know, it's like, if you want to send my kid off to college for me, perfect. You know what I mean? That, that's, <laughs> that's how I look at it because yeah. it, it frees up space for me to work on more artists. And I would definitely say, you know, we're a developmental label. That's the only reason why we can exist. And to be honest, like, I don't feel like there's really anyone developing artists like we have for like the last 10 years, you know, oh, like, sure. it, okay. it, like all the other labels sign bands based on how many, you know, what tours they're on, how many CDs they've sold first week. Right. Like all of that with us is just like, like here's, how, I've always looked at it like this. Like I can't write music. Like I couldn't begin to tell you how to make an awesome song. I can give you like criticism and everything. Sure. But when I discover an artist and the music is amazing and the guy's wearing like a fedora, I can say, <laughs> I can be like, listen, like we can change that. You right. know what I mean? Like we, everything else, like as far as image numbers, like, like how they do social media, what their music videos are like, all that stuff is just like screws to be tightened, you sure. know? Yeah, yeah. And like in, and in 2020, like with this type of music, dude, like no one is tightening any screws. You know what I mean? Like people like the bigger labels are looking for a, a well-oiled machine that they can throw money at, that they can read the data on and say, okay, this band has done X amount of streams, X right. amount of units sold. We yep. can give them X amount of money. We can take fucking 80% of their equity and they're going to take it because, you know, they've never seen more than 10 grand in their life. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. 
that whole scenario is like the total opposite of we are triumphant where, you know, our deals are like, just very different from that. <laughs> okay. Like I would say, I, and like, I would say 90% of the artists in the last 10 years have all been on the same, almost the same exact deal percentage wise and options wise, like amount of releases and everything, you know, wow. because another thing too is like, like when we talk to an artist, like we, we don't offer them a deal that we expect to negotiate like for 10 weeks over. Like we offer the best deal we can up front just so we can skip like that whole awkward scenario. Uh, but you would like, what people don't understand is like labels are like bigger labels are going to come at you with like the worst offer they have. And then you're supposed to go back and forth with them for a while just to try and sweeten it as much as you can with them. Right. And like, you know, not to like, I'm not like a 16 year old, but like I do this for fun, you know, and like, this is my, this is my job at the end of the day. But the reason why it's my job at the end of the day is because I enjoy doing it. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not out here like, you know, doing something I wouldn't enjoy all the time and, and working towards it. Yeah. So yeah, it, it really comes down to this, like enjoying what you do and, and working with these artists because it, also there's, you know, the pot of amazing artists out there is endless, but the pot of, of amazing artists who have like everything already all figured out for them is like slim to none. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why like these other labels will be signing like one or two bands, three bands, four bands, maybe a year um, where we'll sign like, you know, five to 10 in a year. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um, and that's because not every band is meant to last for 15, 20 years. Not every band wants to take over the world. Like, you know, some people are okay writing it like an amazing record, having it get some attention and then just going back to their normal lives, sure. you know? And, yeah. and the thing, the thing with We Are Trumpin' is it's like, we don't, the pro the, the advantage that bigger labels have is like that all the bands that they sign, it's not their first tour. It's not their first record deal. It's not their first manager. It's not their first booking agent. It's not their first time in the studio. You know what I mean? So like yeah. with all those firsts, our learning experiences and just like difficulties that you wouldn't come across with like a seasoned veteran band. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And that, so like the only downfall is like, I'll find something amazing and I'm like, all right, we have to sign this. Um, but we have no fucking idea if this band like really cares, uh, <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? To like, yeah. to like go the extra mile. And unfortunately, like the only way we can figure that out is if we work with them for a few months, you know? Right, right. Every band, I would say, you know, every band we sign doesn't become like this champion of the genre they're in. But that's like, that's like the, that's just the world we live in. We can't expect every single artist to be this massive thing. Right. Um, especially when we're developing bands off their first song, their first EP, you know, like I've signed artists who who have gotten record deals from bigger labels signed the contract and then quit to become a model huh. like that like that happened you know yeah. like i've i've seen bands break up because the vocalist slept with the bassist you know girlfriend oh, sure. yeah, yeah you know what i mean like <laughs> and it, it will be like a year into like working with them and so I, I like 12 months into like you know just the shittiest numbers you've ever seen turning into something you know palpable yeah right. <laughs> um so yeah, that's like the kind of, that, there's an extra risk that we take just cause like, you know, it's, it's less filtered, I guess you could say, like we take more chances just based off the music right off the bat than I would say any other label out there. Ah, I see. And yeah, I think, I mean, at least seeing it from the outside, it seems like that would be the case for you guys too. So now talking about what you were just mentioning, 
do you have kind of a maybe it's something you have to just you know just kind of take a guess at but what would you say the percentage of bands are that you do go through a little bit of the process with and then they just completely fail out is there like a percentage for that you could think of i mean i know it would make it a lot easier just to lay out a number out there um to be able to comprehend it but i it would be so hard for me to say a number and have it be be real but if i was to like you know i would say I would say like 30% of my artists, 30 to 40%, like just smash it. You know what I mean? Okay. But like that to me is like something I'm very still proud about because like I said, we're signing like 18 year old kids that have never done anything besides like that can, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's not the end of the world that he didn't, (laughs) he's not going to be Metallica. You know what I mean? Or they're not a day to remember. Like, sure. Like our thing like is, you know, if 5,000 kids pick it up, you know, that's awesome. If yeah. 500,000 kids pick it up, you know, that's amazing. But, like, it's we still put out an awesome record. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. really, like, our goal at the end of the day is, you know, increase your audience as much as we can and put out dope shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if we're if we're doing both of those things justice, like, that's, that's like, where the integrity of the label is, you know? Right. Um, like, we can't, you know we're not signing those three bands and, and spending a hundred grand on them and forcing them to, to be a big band in a year. You know what I mean? Like a, it, it's like a whole, it's a very different process. Like what I'll, what I'll try and say to try and like give you an idea of how this label works is like, we can figure out if you're meant to be a bigger band. Like we can figure out if this, if we give this enough oxygen, if this can get legs on its own organically, because like my feeling is like, if you have to spend, 30 40 50 grand for you for like people to like you yeah it's like you know that's like a upward that's an upward hill battle i don't want to be a part of ah, <laughs> you know I what see. i mean okay all right yeah yeah but like you know we have constant artists who have gone from a thousand streams to millions of streams that had nothing you know that right. you know we spend very little money on and a lot of it is just like i said doing the monotonous things like and just crawling around in the mud for 12 months. And like, what I mean by that is, you know, yelling at people about (laughs) posting on Instagram every three days or, or trying to help out with press or asking people, you know, what's the situation on the EP or, you know, bugging people all the time, trying to make them watch videos. It's like, you're lucky to get one or two members in a band who are like on it. You know what I mean? Yep. And sometimes there's not any of those people in the band and you just, you know, you just love the music enough to just, do it for them. You know? Ah, I gotcha. Um, okay. but yeah, no, that, that unfortunately, I mean, doing this for as long as I have, I definitely know those type of bands and I know, you know, the people most of the time that are the ones coming on the shows, they're the ones that are the ones putting the work in, you 100%. know, it's not always that case, but a lot of times it is. So I completely understand that. Now, another hypothetical for you, or, you know, maybe partially hypothetical, partially not has there ever been a band? It's kind of two-parter here. Has there ever been a band that you were like, oh man, I kind of wish I would change the model of what I want to do because I really do think that this band could be, you know, one of the biggest, you know, in the scene of whatever genre they're doing. And then also, do you think it's ever possible that you could change how you want to run things so that if you did see that that band come in, if it hit you, you would take that kind of chance. Well, here's the thing. It's like 
we're, we're able it's a every band every release is like almost like a living breathing thing yeah you yeah. know so if like we see a band you know we're not going to not spend money on a project if we know it's going to come back in a, in a positive way sure. you know what i mean yeah, yeah. um so it's like the only difference between us and like the bigger labels is like you know they're going to take 80 to 85 percent of your stuff like ah, we're going to sure. take like 50 percent and maybe like your advance isn't written to the contract like some huge advance but if the money is needed at the end of the day and we're working together and you know it, it's not like we're going to say no the only time we're going to say no is if like the band asks for like 10 grand we look at how much the band's made in six months and it's like two thousand dollars you know what right. i mean sure like uh, the best way for us to look at it is just like sales performance. So like to give you like a, a rundown. Yeah. Like I know that like how I said the other labels will sign something based on how many units or, or whatever. Like we decide how much money we'll put back into an artist depending on, you know, how well they did over the last six months. So if we made 10 grand with you over the course of last year and you need five grand to go into the studio, it's we're not that's not that's not a problem at all. I you know see. what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like that's it's not hard to tell like if you can safely spend something on an artist or not. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So like we'll be able to nurture the artist financially and then also like through our work make their percentage worth more at the end of the day. So that's kind of like my answer to that question. It's like, do I wanna, you know, do I wanna jump in and like start trying to start trying to sign bands like Attila and like Simple Plan and throwing them hundreds of thousands of dollars and like that's my heart is like finding new music yeah. you know like i wouldn't i i don't know like i i don't know if i would be that stoked on signing an artist that's already at the top and then trying to just like maintain what they're doing and grow on it you know okay. it sure. just doesn't sound as fun to me oh i see all right you know i don't like it sound like don't get me wrong like i'll sign simple plan tomorrow if that was <laughs> <laughs> if that was like the case right but like, ideally it's like, I get, like I said, my whole thing is like running off of that, dude, I found this band. I made this band like big, like, like I like to, as selfish as it is, like, I like to know that like, I'm having an influence in music without writing it. Yes, <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can still have an influence over the music scene without being on stage, you know, right. and, and especially in like in a positive way. Yeah. And I would like to think like, we've been giving kids like, actual shots for a decent amount of time now <laughs> yeah you know yeah almost 10 years i mean by the way congrats on almost 10 years i mean i think it's july right right yeah it's coming up yeah no absolutely and it's hard in this climate obviously i mean coming up in the you know quote-unquote digital age and everything that you've talked about about what you're looking for to see if this band is worth that shot and everything it's it's even tougher right now to be a label so let me focus in a little bit on that. So you talk about wanting to have that effect on music and, you know, younger bands coming into the scene. You know, this is kind of cliche, but I think it's important to ask, especially for any bands out there that are looking to be signed in the future. What are you looking for in a younger artist when you're kind of scouting them? And then on the flip side of that, what are the absolute red flags that you're like, wow, this band <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um I mean, I mean, like I said, everything can be changed like image wise, but like I absolutely can't stand when a band takes promo photos in front of like a graffiti wall or <laughs> or like literally at the venue they're playing at that night, like on the side of the wall. Like, ah, I, I just sure. think like it, 
it just bothers me only because there's so little thought put into it. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it's like, oh, let's go find like a a, a warehouse, a abandoned <laughs> warehouse, and take pictures in it. That's the only stuff that like bothers me. It's like you got to obviously stand out. So like if you're doing something that everyone is doing, it's obviously going to be a little bit harder to stand out that way. You know? Yeah. And like you know, corny corny questions are going to get corny answers. Like. I've got to like feel the, the the music, you know sure. what I mean? Like if it's making me like tap my foot or like if it's a heavy song and I just want to like punch the air, yeah. <laughs> you know, like a, <laughs> then that's like a good sign. You know, yeah. like I, when I'm like looking for artists, like we're listening on Spotify. I don't know what they look like. I don't know what their Instagram numbers are, but once you draw someone in with the music, everything else is just a plus, you know? Okay. So like if I find something amazing, I'm going to sign it no matter what, if, if I feel that heavily about it, yeah. but if I find something amazing and I go on there and they've got, you know, industry fucking professional standard promos and music videos. And, you know, if they're competing with bands that are already on stage, yeah. like production wise and all that, then all those things are, are, are tip top, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, that's, it, it's like, it's, it's weird because you can't just like go out to the store and, buy something that's going to make labels interested in you you can't go to like aisle eight and <laughs> and and get that get that swag or whatever it is right um but really for me it just comes down to like you know can i listen to this for the next eight hours of of the day yeah. and and, right. and and still be sane? like am i gonna like do i really enjoy this because right. that's the thing it's like if we sign these artists like and we don't do anything we can't expect <laughs> You can't expect any results, you know? Yeah. Like when we find an artist and they have an awesome album and we're like, okay, let's re-release this. We know that if like we just sign them and then just throw it out there, nothing is going to happen, you know? Right. But like for us, like we know that if we can get behind it and push it, you know, like I said, it all comes down to tightening all those screws. Like if we can get this to a place visually where it needs to be like, you know, where you need to be on socials, you know? all that kind of stuff. And we have a good shot at, you know, putting out some awesome records. And the thing is, is like, we get excited about it because when we find an artist, most of the time it's like their first EP or album. And if we're finding them at a signable place on that first EP or album, like my immediate thought is like, what is this band going to be able to do if they're nurtured and, and, and put out a second, third album? you know, that's maybe not recorded and mixed by themselves or, sure. you know, it's like, there's a lot to like to look out and see as far as the future for them. If they're writing that kind of signable, capable music already, you know? Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's the music's gotta be good. So it's like, for at sure. the end of the day, yeah. worry about your production, you know, like, you know, you could have amazing music and if your vocalist is a seven, like no one's going <laughs> to care. Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that's like the the main things you got to look for. It it really just comes down to the music at the end of the day. Right. Um, as far as like people discovering you, you know, maybe like label people might be looking at EPKs and your biography and your promos. And, but to be honest, like I said, like 90% of the things I sign are unsolicited. Right. Stuff right. that I put myself onto, you know, and because of that, I'm more, I'm excited about it and I can, grind for six to 12 months and see see what we can make out of it you know well now do you have a team that you trust to go and find people as well as yourself or are you the one making that final decision 
this is music I like. I really want to work with this band. So, yeah, I mean, it's, dude, it's, <laughs> I, I don't know if you know this, but finding capable people for any industry is, Very a, tough. is a hard thing. Yes. Especially like, like a self-taught kind of industry like this. So like yeah. my whole process is I'll have people turn for me for six to 12 months. And then, you know, if they make it to the end, uh, you know, they'll possibly be like a project coordinator where they, you know, get paid per hour or, you know, I'll hire them as an A&R. And basically what we do with our A&R is, is, you know, they can sign artists here um, and they get a percentage of those artists. So it's um, like, okay. Uh, so yeah, we definitely have a couple people uh two one of them's been with me for four years the other one's been with me for like two years and both of oh. them started out as interns you know oh wow. so they've okay. got like they've got like their own roster of you know like four to five bands each yeah um that they're signing and working with every year and then i've almost i'm almost doing the same same if not a little bit more as far as the signing goes you know right, right, right. um so so yeah we got a few people but yeah they can't sign anything that i'm not uh, in love with. And like, another thing is, uh, it's, it gets difficult because we have so many awesome artists. It's like, we won't sign anything that one that can't compete with the with stuff that's on the label. So like, we've ah. got tons of amazing pop punk bands, Yeah, but yeah. it makes it so difficult to sign any other pop punk bands ah, because, okay. you know, we have like these great ones already. It's like, it's not about, you know, competing with them like we'll add another artist onto the label even if they're competing with each other because they have amazing music like that's not a huge huge deal at the end of the world yeah but if they're not competing that's a bigger deal you know what sure. I mean? that's, that's uh <laughs> we don't we don't want that here so it's like every single signing we try and you know if we're signing a super heavy band and it's you know both of them are like a traditional hardcore band or both of them are like deathcore yeah we're we're gonna go after we're not gonna sign both you know we're we're only going to sign the one that that really shines. So that's the only the hard part at the end of the day is like some of these niche genres, you know, we feel like we have some like some of the cream of the crop, you know, yeah, you sure. know, so it makes it difficult for new signings. But yeah, for the most part, we just have a couple of people uh, looking out all the time. And the process is fairly simple. Like, you know, they bring in a playlist every couple of weeks and we all listen to it together and we say, yeah, yeah, no, no. And <laughs> the yeahs get hit and the yeahs get hit up. And yeah. And then those A&Rs kind of like manage their time on the label, you know? Gotcha. So sorry about this. There's a, there's a trash truck. One second. I'm going <laughs> to, I can't hear a single word you're saying. Hold on a moment. This will only take, I'm just going to go into my room. Oh, okay. We're good. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is so different now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Greg, the question would be, so you, you mentioned niche, you know, kind of genres there. Are there any genres that you are like, absolutely not, I can't stand any of this style of music? I don't know, man. I mean, I used to feel that way when I was younger about country and, and just, sure. <laughs> just country and ICP. Those are the two <laughs> things that I just hated. And... <laughs> You're I don't know. I heard, I heard yeah. like, you know, as I get older, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you know, I don't know if you've heard the band twice before, but uh, the vocalist <laughs> put out like this, like country kind of folky EP. And I thought it was really good. And then, yeah. you know, maybe I was just like, maybe I just hate radio country, you know? And ah, okay. I went down that whole, that whole rabbit hole, but 
yeah, man, I don't, I can go from listening to Dean Martin to infinite annihilator to, to <laughs> DM to DMX, to oh, little okay. peep to all over the place. So wow. I've okay. got, I've got a pretty broad sense of taste when it comes to music. Interesting. Okay. Now do you, or would you say that with, we are triumphant as this label though, would you sign a country act if you wanted to? They would have to be the best country artists <laughs> in the world. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they would have to be, they would just have to be so good that it would just remove any stigma in my head, you know, that this right. would be like a weird thing on our label, you know, but if it was so undeniably good, I would have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or we would, we would start a, a side label to, to host it on, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and have it have the same setup as us. So, right. Yeah, I mean, I've come across stuff before where I'd be like, I kind of want to start a folk label with this guy, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> you know, it's also like, it's all, it's all about just like, I just really enjoy doing this stuff. So I got to make sure that I don't go down any path that I'm just doing it out of, <laughs> doing it out of fun and not worrying about, you know, the business side of things. Yeah, for sure. But that being said, you know, like, you know, I've had pop punk EPs outsell every single heavy release that I've done combined, you know, yeah. so, but we're still signing ridiculously heavy bands but it all comes down to just that we just love that stuff yeah <laughs> you know no for sure now liking so many you know niche genres and and having all this different music that you really enjoy that might not be just heavy or or pop punk is that why you've done so much with cover songs because you've got the got you covered uh, anthology however you want to say it as well as the playlist as well is that why you enjoy putting stuff like that together um, I mean, that came about from like a few different scenarios. Like one, our artists were already doing those type of covers throughout the year. Yeah. Um, and and then two, like the the series that Fearless does, they hadn't released one for like when a I first time. did the first yeah. one. The last one that Fearless did was probably like two or three years prior to that. Yeah. So right. we were like, you know, like you know, opportunity. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> um. And they've done really well, like very, oh, sure. very well <laughs> for, which is, which is awesome. You know, we didn't expect them as well. I don't think anyone expects their covers to do as well as they do. And it kind of hurts them sometimes, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's how it kind of came about. We kind of noticed that, you know, that there was a void there. And uh, another thing is like, there's so many awesome covers coming out on YouTube by people and artists and they're not sure. putting them together we figured, you know, people love listening to those compilations as like, as like a full thing, like let's yeah. throw it on and then listen to every single song. Um, we figured, you know, you know, let's throw all these the best covers we can on from YouTube and everywhere else and put together a little compilation of it. And it's kind of slowly turned into like the first year was just like Frankenstein. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we just, we just found a bunch of songs that had already come out and they weren't, some of them weren't even on Spotify. We just put it all together. Um, but then like, for instance, like this last year, we had like 10 We Are Trumpet artists on it, you know? Right. So yeah, yeah. it's like, you know, it's slowly getting more <laughs> getting more organized and, and set up as a staple for us. So is that is that something official that you just mentioned? You have some that have We Are Triumphant artists on it, but then you have other ones as well. Is this basically a playlist or is this an actual release? Yeah, it's, a, it's an actual album. So oh, you okay. can, yeah, so there's like, I think we're on like a, our fourth Four. one yeah. just came out. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, we've been releasing them as, as albums, as, as like compilations for a while. And then we've got like a, 
like a got you covered playlist where we kind of just yep. throw all the covers that we're aware of in there. Sure. You know, regardless or not. Okay. For the album itself, when they aren't We Are Triumphant, you go out to the artist and you talk about like, hey, we've got this album. So similar because I think Fearless did it more and maybe you're doing it like this too, but I believe Fearless would basically have a list and there'd be like 50 songs on it or something and they'd send it out to yeah, their their setup is is way different. Okay. So like, I know that uh, you know, they pay their they like give them like a budget to go record a song. They might pick those songs out first. Like yeah. for us, we kind of scour the internet, see all of the independent amazing covers that came out, compile them all onto a you know a playlist. I mean, compile them all into the track list. Yep. And then you know, then we hit up our artists and let them know that you know this is coming out in four to five months. If you guys want to submit something to this or put something together for it. And then we just kind of cherry pick it all together. You okay. Know? Uh, uh, but like this last one has like 19 tracks on yeah, it. Yeah. There's a lot, <laughs> you know? Um, so it's a lot, it's a lot of, a lot of other artists, but yeah. yeah, I mean, we just look through online. We just look up covers. Like sometimes if we're looking for a specific cover, we'll look for it on YouTube and then we'll hit up the bands and we'll say, Hey, you know, we've got this thing that we do annually. Would you guys like to be a part of it? And yep. you know, most of the times they say yes, and <laughs> and then that's how it goes. Is there anyone on your team, or maybe it's you, does anyone keep up with pop music to know which songs should be covered and which ones shouldn't? Right, yeah. I mean, there's a, we're always keeping an eye on the, the top 50 charts. Okay. But it's like, another thing too, it's like if, you know, you can tell if like a song is <laughs> is like huge, huge or not, you know? Sure. Like I'm, I still listen to the radio, you know, going between the grocery store here and there wow. i still hear i oh. still hear stuff on the walgreens and cvs radio i'm still hip <laughs> that is shocking uh, that is shocking <laughs> but you know what i mean like you you know it's like if a song is massive it's it's really hard to escape it even if you're not into mainstream music at all oh, you know see, i have my headphones on all the time so i i gotta tell you so i listen to you know i've been listening since you first started doing this because covers for some reason I've always been able to find something that I like. So I actually hear the covers before I ever hear the real songs. For instance, with Got You Covered 4, I forget, Anisom is the band name, I think. They did the Hot Girl Bummer song. Oh, yeah. I'm actually on that song. You're on that song. <laughs> you, know the part, you know the part where it's like, can you want me to change? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's literally me. That's... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's Anson. He's like a new artist of ours. He he uh, recorded that actually out here in, in L.A. And this guy named Zach Touch. Oh, okay. That was a really... I actually... I mean, this is my personal opinion, but I actually liked that style of cover. You know, without hearing the song, I actually just recently heard the song and I forget where... I think it was in a bar before all this craziness happened where I'm not allowed to go to bars anymore. But I was in a bar and I heard it. I was like, wait a second. I know those lyrics, but I have never heard the song. And then I realized it was that cover. But I actually like his cover more than the Our Last Night cover of the same song because they put that out a little bit after that compilation yeah. came out. Yeah, we were so bummed. We were like, <laughs> it, was like it was like three days after it came out. We were like, damn it! You know? But I, I will say, though, I think that's a better version. <laughs> Even though I like well, Our Last you. Night. Yeah, I have I have nothing against Our Last Night. I know a lot of people put them down because they call them a cover band. But I was there, you know, at the beginning when they were doing original Same. music too. Yeah. Same. So I have nothing against them. It's just that style 
for that song, I think worked better. Right. Yeah. No, we're we're stoked on it. I think Anson's version is almost at like a hundred thousand streams now. So oh, very cool. I couldn't. We couldn't be more happier with it. It's definitely one of the better performing tracks on the album. Yeah, and I guess now moving from that. Would you go ahead and would you try and sign someone because they've done so well on those cover compilations? Oh, absolutely. I mean, well, I'll give you two. I'll give you two scenarios. Yeah. One. One. Uh, we recently signed this band called Worst and Me. Yeah. Yeah. And I know. Ba- yeah, basically, uh, I came across them on. Uh, I can't. I don't even know if I can even announce this yet, but it, I guess it, it's not like the world's gonna go on <laughs> fire if, if they find this out. It's already on fire. It's already on fire. Okay, so are you? I don't know if you're familiar with like Ghost Killer Entertainment, right? Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. So, so two things. Like one, um, you know, they're starting a label soon, and we're distributing them. Ah, okay. two. Um, the second beat is like we found worse than me. I think off of their channel. Yeah. Um, but either way, that they had been hosting some covers on YouTube, making music videos, and they weren't they weren't on Spotify or Apple or anything. Wow. And uh, you know, I look at artists like our last night and it's like i can fucking do that yeah <laughs> you know so so they're kind of like our you know it sounds so funny to say out loud and i i know when they listen to this they're gonna be like greg but like they're they're, they're our cover band you know sure, they're like sure. the they're like the cover band for the for the label so they're like they're like got you covered as a band as a band <laughs> yep <laughs> you know they're like the official got you covered band so yeah, absolutely. I would sign a band that does does well on covers. You know, we signed a band just for covers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. And yeah, they're killing it too. Like, uh, you know, we signed them like two months ago, like a, a little bit over one hundred and fifty thousand streams across the couple covers that we've already put up. Wow. So it's it's exciting, you know. Yeah. No, it's got to be. And well, I guess, and maybe this is something I'd I'd have to ask them. And you know, is there a stigma? associated with now being a quote-unquote cover band because you look back in the past of the scene and you see so many bands that have become huge just on having i mean i prevail for one that just you know they skyrocketed because of a cover so when you're a band that does cover songs is there a stigma that goes along with that because you're not making quote-unquote original music i think i mean you know not to sound like a 17 year old like right off of monster energy drink but <laughs> i think like haters are always going to have something to hold over your head you know gotcha. if you're giving if you're giving someone the stank face like if someone's giving you the stank face it's only because you did something right <laughs> you know you know like if they're that bothered by your existence it's to me it's like you've already won you've already Ooh. won that battle wait 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 you know? can i can i challenge that for a second though so what about a band that does very well, but in your opinion, makes an awful, awful album. Cover. Yeah, or a cover or album that you <laughs> that you can't believe is so popular when there are other bands that do it better. You see what I mean? Like I just want to challenge that because I totally get it. But there are times that it's legitimate, like, wow, this band put out this like masterpiece album, but another band, it's all opinion, obviously, it's all subjective. But right. you see what I mean? I, I think that would also bring out that hatred a little bit, too. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, this is this is arts and entertainment. It's media. It's, you know, if kids are talking about you in any form, like 
you know, obviously not all bad publicity is <laughs> is good publicity, but yeah. you know, at the same time, like if they're talking about you, if they're if they're expressing their opinions on your fucking how you play guitar or how you sing oh, yeah. or right. you know what I mean? Like to me, it's like you're already in your in their head. And like those same people would be like, fuck this band. And then like next week, they're gonna be listening to them. You know, yeah, like yeah, not yeah. not every single person is like that, but there's but a, it happens, a yeah. lot of people like that. Right. Um <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean like there's always a stigma about cover bands, you know what I mean? Like I'm sure they're always gonna hear, well, you're just a cover band for like the rest of their life. Even if they have a hundred million streams on a song, they're gonna get that still, you yeah, know. But right. it's a, that's like, you know, you've got to wear you got to wear your, your scars with honor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a, it's not, it's not the worst thing at the end of the day that people are, <laughs> are discussing you or, 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 you know, trying to suppress your success, you know? Very true. Very true. That all definitely makes sense. So we're kind of coming to the end here, but I wanted to get in something I think that's pretty big. And we've talked about this off air a little bit, but I think most people will know that victory got bought out and this is going to mean something very big for you. So do you want to go over that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So like, uh, I don't know if many people know this, but basically for the last, you know, almost 10 years now, we've been distributed, you know, via Sony Red and the Orchard, but through the whole time through Victory. Right. Um, and when I was like 20 years old, I emailed Tony and I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to be doing this for the next 15, 20 years. Like, <laughs> If there's an opportunity for you to make money, this is it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, he hit me with like a, like a uh, an email and a contract almost like days later. Right. And right. like, of course, I signed it, you know, willy nilly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, but anyway, but ten, you know, ten years goes by, they get bought out. It's like left us open. Um, and what's like really exciting is now that the label is going to be going directly uh, for distribution through the Orchard, which is. Uh, you know, they're that's like the distribution arm for Sony, yeah, you know, right? So that's like that's pretty cool, and like we're excited to announce that. So, yeah, I haven't even been able to tell many people about it, but for anyone listening, like I said, you know, the We Are Trumpin is now going to be distributed directly through the Orchard, and also, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, we're going to be distributing Ghost Killer Entertainment and yeah, setting yeah. up a couple other labels this year. That is awesome, that is really cool. So, now with Ghost Killer and everything where you're going to help distribute. Are you also thinking of creating other labels yourself? Uh, well, see, I've got so about I mean, we haven't really talked about it much, but like about a year and a half ago, um, I started a uh, like an alternative hip hop label. Oh yeah, grotesque, so I've been, right? I've been I've been running that on the side. It's called like grotesque, and yeah, it has two yeah. artists. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think I think we are trumpet and grotesque, kind of like fully. If it's in my music taste, I'm going to be able to put it on either of those. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> gotcha. um, so those are like my two main focuses as far as like my own labels. But for like Ghost Killer, like I'm just looking to mentor him. Like he has yeah. a, like a huge, amazing brand. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. And he's like been, a, he's it's almost like he's been a label for the last six years. <laughs> he just hasn't been collecting at all. Right. Uh, right. You know, he just promotes bands and, and has like this, you know, dedicated fan base. So like we're just going to help him set up so he can start you know, helping them as a label and, and get that going as like a full brand. That's very cool. Yeah. I mean, I am very familiar with ghost killer and yeah, he's always done a really good job with everything he's been doing there. So right. that is, I mean, that's extremely exciting news for you. I mean, especially putting all this effort in for the last 10 years and then now opening up these new avenues for yourself as well. 
I mean, coming off of that, what does it mean besides having that direct distribution and everything? Is there anything else it means for changes in the way you'll be looking at bands? Um, I mean, it's not going to, I don't think anything's going to really change um, right off the bat. Okay. You know, it's just going to be us like really setting them up and helping them um, with the releases and kind of how to go about all that and, and giving them that, that experience from us doing this like the last 10 years. But yeah, everything at the label will still will still operate as it as it will, you know. Um, the only thing that might change is like if we find an artist that we don't think is, you know, ready for We Are Triumphant or, you know, doesn't really fit the sound that we're going for, you know, we might bring them up to Zach at Ghost Color and say, hey, ah, here's this, okay. here's this great band, you know. Yeah. So what's cool about that is it's like we kind of have like a place that we can put artists to find out if you know, you know, if we can give them those legs or not. Right. already right off the bat you know that's great but yeah it's gonna be exciting <laughs> yeah that's a, that's i mean in a time right now where people aren't getting that much news besides the craziness that's going on on the outside that's that's really exciting so congratulations man thank you thank you so much all right greg so that seems like a great place to end we're here around an hour and that's normally when people's attention spans just completely dip and explode. So this is a good that's a good place. I have a feeling in the future we'll be able to go over even more stuff and go through some more details of everything that's happening for you. But until then, do you have any bands that you specifically want to plug? Anything that you want to bring up so that people can support you, the label, and the bands that you're running with right now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely can't name them all, but just sure. for a few, definitely check out the upcoming releases from Lilac Kings. Oh yeah, say we can fly, grayscale season, um, and you can find everything else on weartrumpin.com. And like, if you're looking for us on any platform, it's at weartrumpin. Absolutely, yeah. I'll have links in the description of the episode so that people can easily get to those because I know. I mean, I'm a big fan of a lot of the bands that you guys have, so I'll be checking those releases out as well, as I always do. But Greg, man, that was a great talk. I like switching this up a little bit and not necessarily just talking to bands, but, you know, I've always enjoyed when I've had industry people on the show as well, you know, to get some of that inside knowledge and kind of put that out to everyone about what type of work goes into this. And it's not just about the bands, it's how you get their music out there as well. So thank you very much, man. That was really enjoyable. 100%, absolutely.